Ah, the but glory, you glory. went with. I went old school. <laughs> and not Christian. I was going to say, we might need to repent. <laughs> Out of the doorway, the bullets rip. There's like, someone's going to have to Google that because they're like, I don't know what song that is. Yeah, it's good. Good morning, Good morning, church. church. Rise and Woo! shine. Rise and shine. It is it's Sunday. 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 We have this nice couch here. At... <laughs> we need a song like da na 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 na. Like we need our own theme song. Oh, I agree. Wait, what's that? What's the um? What's the Monday night? Oh, you ready for, for some football? Oh, we need like, something for church. Oh yeah. Somebody yeah. get on that. <laughs> yeah, get on, get on that. <laughs> Hey, hey, Fuse, get on that. There we have it. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, but welcome, everyone. Love you all so yeah, much. Yeah, we've missed you this week. We've missed you this we, week. We actually and, have. And he said that actually, like, I've I've actually missed you for the lying. last 79 months. <laughs> this is crazy. But we have. We miss you, and we, we miss being in in the like in the midst of your spirit. You know, yeah, like, true. like you can see somebody um, on a one-dimensional screen, but you yep. can really, really miss someone's spirit all the more. So... Um, but we hope that you feel the presence of God with you this morning. We pray that you feel our love. We yes, pray that you yes, feel yes. the love of Jesus this morning. If this is the, one of the first times that you're joining us, we welcome you. And, Thanks for joining. Um, yeah, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, church, we know we're so aware that there's churches all around the world right now that are yeah. meeting. Um, and this morning when we pray, I really feel impressed to pray yeah. for um, other churches just because I, ju I, just, I just know the weight that is on houses of God that when they really feel like uh, this is the moment to really yep. feed people. Yep. And so let's pray for our brothers and sisters that are all across. And there's countries that have already, <laughs> they're already halfway through their day already yeah. and they've started. And we just want to continue carrying, you know, that baton in our hand and um, of carrying the word of God and the love of God and the, and the presence of God. And if you want to know a little bit more about who we are, if you would like to give, if you would like to just see our story a little Absolutely. bit, you can um, click on our link tree. Click link. <laughs> no, sure, no matter how much I practice it. <laughs> link the, tree link. The, link, that's the fact right that the word link is in there. I know, I know. It's so true. Link, it's always going to throw me you back. You find out everything there at link tree. Yeah, everything. you can find everything out about us and just get to know a little bit more about the heartbeat of Connect. And if you are someone who calls Connect Home, that's the link that you can also use today to give. Yeah, sign up for men's ministry, uh, men's uh, men's Bible study that's coming yes. up as well called Forge. We're so excited that that's uh, starting uh, next week. So we're already in the first week of August. Mm -hmm. Crazy, uh, and uh, we'll be starting a new men's Bible study um, uh, on next at uh, next Monday. Matter of fact, yeah. uh, so but you need to sign up for it uh, and get connected. And we believe that God is forging men. You know, it comes from this. Do this. This, oh, this, I, I didn't touch you. You see that? I didn't, I didn't, I was close. But the motion has I was to count. Close. We need a counter. We need yeah. like a little counter on Yeah. Uh, out of, in first, uh, <laughs> first Samuel 13, where, um, uh, Jonathan and, and Saul don't have any weapons to fight yep. the enemy because the enemy had convinced Saul not to have any blacksmiths, right? Yeah. And, and, uh, and so there was no one at the forge. Um, and so generations were being oppressed because there was no men at the forge making weapons. And, and, and we, we don't want that to happen in our generation. We don't want it to happen in future generations. We want to equip people uh, with, the, with the, the armor of God, the weapons of God. Um, and so that's what Forge is all about. It, it's, it's about actually standing at the forge in the heat with the fire, be forged by the word of God, the, the presence of God, I love, the I'm, fire I'm, of God. I'm, I'm, um, What's that? I'm partial to that word because... Where I went to school was called the Forge. It is. That's right. right? So, Valley Forge. Yeah. So I, I love that name. Good job, honey. Thank you. 
That was that was that was global men's team. So, yeah. So that we do we want to pray. And 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 do you, what you were just talking about um, churches all around the world. And there are some that got to meet in buildings and facilities today. There are some that still don't mm-hmm. uh, in our country and around the world. Yeah. And uh, but for many, you know, I, I was just impressed this week as I get frustrated not being in a building. Uh, I, I was impressed this week to remember that there are churches all over the world that this is mm, their norm. This is, and they don't even. They have don't this. even have this. Absolutely. So uh, Very this good is point. the this is their norm. I saw uh, I saw a, a video of uh, our friends uh, uh, Alvina and Fred Thunderchild up in First Nations in Canada, best and name ever. I ever. love them ever. ever. Thunderchild, best like, ever. Right? Yeah, love them, and they're the best. And I saw them there. They they have this. Like flatbed truck, right? Mm-hmm. And they're just out there worshiping. Yeah. Everyone's, you know, and they just pulled up on the on the reserve and just started worshiping. And they have like an old fan that's like rotating back and forth. I, they, yeah, we need to not. Complain. Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> like we need I mean, to dial it and, back. And they're still they're, they're, and they're like the testimonies are like people getting saved, yes. miracles happening, yes. and they're like they just rolled up on a yes. flatbed truck and just with a guitar and an old fan. And yeah, I, yeah the Spirit of God is unrestrained. The mm-hmm. Spirit of God is unrestrained, uh, whether you're in person or uh, virtually in a yeah. community. So yeah. All right, so let's pray. Holy Spirit, I thank you for being sweet yet powerful, for being our translator this morning, yes, Lord. for counseling our hearts and ministering to our minds and uh, for translating the scripture as well, God. And I, I thank you that all parts of you minister to all parts of us. And Father, it's my prayer that today we help build people that have all parts of them ministering back to yes, all parts Lord. of you, Father. And we, we sow this time yes. into the people of this house, God. We sow the word, we sow our ministry, God, the ministry of who we are into the people of Connect, God. And I pray, Lord, that you would purify us all and purge us and bring us to ground zero so that we can be counted and called as dedicated holy people of our Lord. In your name, amen. 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 Hey, church, as we get ready to uh, to, to hop into... uh, Okay, gotcha. As we get ready to kind of hop into the word today, um, I just want to really encourage you that... Dee and I were talking about this yesterday... Um, there, there, don't just take every sermon kind of yeah. by itself. Yeah. There's an overarching theme that God has con- continued to move us forward in over yeah. this, this time. Without even and trying. Without even we, trying. He's just doing it. it. And it doesn't mean, don't get me wrong, it doesn't mean that every sermon can't stand on its own, uh, because it can, but it's like the difference between every chapter in a book can stand on its yeah. own, but it's actually telling a, a, a larger story. Yeah. And that's what... It, because if, if not, what we do is we, we go from Sunday to Sunday to Sunday instead of seeing what God's trying to say yeah. through the Sundays of a season. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely a season that we're in. We're, we want to talk, continue to talk about uh, positioning ourselves well in that season for for really growing uh, and, and encountering everything God has for us. So yeah. um, why don't you turn with us to Acts chapter 18. We are... We're still in Acts. Still in Acts, uh, which we've been in for quite a, quite a while. It's like we're in one scene. But the cool thing is, is that God has, like, the book of Acts is kind of like watching a whole movie. Oh, uh, so, right? absolutely. So, like, what you said is so true. It's, it's always cool when someone's like, hey, did you ever see the scene in this movie? And you have, like, you're like, no, I never saw that movie. And then they continue to tell you about, like, a scene in the movie. I do that all the time. All the time. Yeah. But then you have to really work to, like, give context to it. So I'm thankful that you can string 
all of yeah, um, our yeah. Sundays together and really start to get like a fuller picture Correct. of that movie that God is speaking supernaturally and prophetically right now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's actually what the Bible does. The Bible is all about uh, progressive revelation. Like we don't see all of what all of all of God's plan yeah. in in Genesis, right? And that's right. And you can't just pick and choose little parts that you see a progressive revelation mm-hmm. from Genesis to Revelation of who God is and His plan for the world. And I think that's the way. That's why. That's why. Can I just really encourage? That's why being pastored is so important, mm-hmm. and that we don't just kind of play potluck podcast. You know what I mean, Lauren? It's kind of like I just yeah. pull, pull podcasts here and there, and then I take some sound sound bites from preachers here and there. Because it's actually the overall, it's the progressive revelation of what God has for you, drawing you through a season of time where he's trying to lead you into something. If not, you you really get the wrong picture of God, the wrong picture of church, the wrong picture of life. Um, so, yeah. The addition is great. Yeah, I I, absolutely. The addition is, is great. People don't always take um, this podcast or that podcast and add it to the foundational continual voice Correct. that God is speaking to them. So then they just have all these pieces and then sometimes your theology goes womp womp and then you're like, hey, do you believe this? And you're like, no, because it's not in the Bible. Like, yeah, <laughs> but like, I listened to five minutes right, right, this, right, and right. five minutes yeah. from that and then you try yep. to build like a podcast God. Yeah, well, it's kind of the difference between being pastored and being encouraged. Um, you know, outside sources encourage us and they should always be encouraging us. Yeah. But when you're being pastored by the word in... in um, in a house, it's actually God's voice yes. coming through for the people of that house. Yeah. And so you, it, it takes you somewhere. It leads yeah. you somewhere. It, it brings depth to you. Um, and that's why it's so important. Like you and I listen to podcasts all the time. Yeah. So it's not a, it's not a problem with podcasts. It's actually, a, 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 but we, it's about being pastored. And then I don't know how we got into that, but that's, 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 that's really, it's true, but it's just true. It's, true. it's just true. So, uh, and, and the reason is because we want inside of you to be, not just be a believer in Jesus, but to be a disciple of Jesus and actually yeah. maximize the season that God has for you corporately and individually. Yeah. Um, because it's no mistake that God has you where you are. I love, I love the reports of so many people who have found Connect yes. during this time. Yeah. And gotten saved and want to get baptized and are being changed. And that reminds me that has absolutely nothing to do with this sermon. However, it will help with Sunday mornings. Uh, it won't cost you anything, literally maybe five seconds of your time. Yep. But uh, if you could, church, if you if you happen to watch this on any platform, it doesn't matter, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube, but if you go to the church's YouTube site and mods, if you could put, if, if it's possible by the end of this that we put a link there, if you could just go to our YouTube channel and click subscribe, here's why it matters. We don't care that we have more subscribers, but the, the more subscribers, if we hit a certain um, threshold, we actually get uh, a boost as of quality that we can offer um, yeah. to the church through And for YouTube. your friends and your family then. Yeah, yeah. yeah and just, so the sharing, yeah. all of that stuff actually helps us get towards uh, a better quality in our broadcasting abilities that you can't buy it. You yeah, just have to correct. have a certain amount yep. of subscribers on YouTube. So I, I wanted to just put that in front of you too because like, these are all the things I never I knew in life until, hello, yeah. Living Room Church. Progressive Revelation. Yeah, all right. So we're, we're, we're <laughs> yeah. 12 minutes I know we are. We're, we got it. We got it. <laughs> it's not so you. Acts 18. Acts 18. If you need a, if you need a message, uh, I mean, a title for your message today, it's Caught in the Headlights. Um, and, uh, and I know that feeling well, right? I fe- Sometimes I, you'll look at me and I'm like, I don't know. Like I'm a deer know. in the right? I know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How is it church, life, marriage? Like, I don't know. Hey, what do you, what do you think? I, I don't know. And, 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 you know, uh, we have some friends, a lot of friends that hunt. My, my uncles are all hunters. 
And uh, I know at nighttime, if you hunt deer, you can go out at night and uh, they, they drive around in trucks with big spotlights, which is the worst way to do it, by the way. It's snow. Um, but the reason they do it is because uh, when you shine a light in a deer's eyes, as many drivers in New Jersey know, Passeron, um, shout out, there's uh, the, the, deers, the deers stop. They, they're paralyzed. They, they don't get moved. And so they're easily shot. They're easily taken out. And, and I, I think sometimes the, the reason we're talking about this is that sometimes unsuspecting moments happen in our life. Mm. Surprising, unexpected situations come and, uh, and, and we get like those deer caught in the headlight and we, we become paralyzed and unmoving and it positions us in, can position us for danger. Yes. And yet what we have to understand is that sometimes it's actually God bringing new things into our life, Ugh. bringing new seasons into our life, often like this, unexpectedly, uh, but but he's not but he's doing it actually. He's working it for good for not our good it, yeah. exactly right. <laughs> and 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 whether he's bringing it or it's being brought, right. he's working it for our good. But stay with me. If we get paralyzed and don't move and occupy that, and we don't actually work in it, um, mm. it actually positions us. It paralyzes us in a way that leaves us vulnerable to the enemy. Yeah. And that that's that in this season. We can't afford in any season of our life, no matter whether we are married or single, whether we have kids or we have grandkids or, or we're waiting for, for, for kids, uh, we can't afford to be paralyzed and allow the enemy place in any way. So um, in this text that we're going to talk about, we're seeing Paul kind of being brought into this new city called Corinth. Mm-hmm. And Corinth is an interesting city because Corinth is uh, one of the most licentious cities of the ancient world. Um, matter of fact, it's a slur. If you are an immoral person or little, if you're easy, uh, they call you, oh, she's a Corinthian. He's a Corinthian. Uh, it's, it's just, uh-huh. it's kind of a slur. Matter of fact, they had a, a, a temple with a thousand prostitutes in it. Um, that's how they worshiped. Um, if you get my, get my meaning. Um, and yet it's one of the wealthiest cities, uh, in antiquity. Uh, it is uh, multiracial, it's multicultural, mm-hmm. and yet they struggle with, uh, race division. They struggle yes. with class division. They struggle yes. with this huge socioeconomic divide between haves and have nots. The, their social scene is gathered around getting drunk and being, perversion of yeah, perversion of, of immorality. Does this any of this sound familiar, right? Yes. I like, right? Does any of it, any of it yes. sound familiar? And and yet, this is the place that God brings Paul. Mm-hmm. This is the city that God brings another couple, Priscilla and Aquila. We're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. This is the city that God's going to birth one of the largest and most powerful, most gifted, Holy Spirit-led, anointed, empowered yeah. churches in the ancient world. It is to the city, I believe. Church, I believe that God wants to do that in our yeah. Corinth. God wants to do that in our greater Philadelphia area. God wants to do this in our yes. nation of racial divide, of socioeconomic yeah. haves and have-nots, of, of licentious living. And uh, look, God wants to do that, but yeah. he's looking for people. Uh, he's looking for the Pauls. He's looking for the Aquilas and Priscillas yeah. who are willing to be repositioned in that mm. Mm. Uh, and actually occupy that repositioning. Because mm. look, we're all positioned in it, but... Maybe we're not necessarily occupying that position. Yeah. So let me read it, and then Dee, I want you to yeah. hop in, just talk a Great. little bit about this if you can. But um, we're going to read uh, starting verse one down to verse eleven. It says, "After this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. Uh, there he met a Jew named Aquila and a, na- a native of Pontus who had who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla. Listen to why? Because Claudius had ordered all the Jews to leave room. Claudius, the emperor Claudius, had had, mm-hmm. had demanded." Every Christian Jew to leave Rome because he hated them. There was persecution. He said, oh, you could stay, but you're going to die. Mm. 
So that wasn't their plan. Their plan A in life was not, you know what, I want to leave yeah. the, <laughs> right, the best city in the world, my yeah. business, my home, my family, my yes. friends. Uh, it, but So they find themselves. Paul went to see them, and because he was a tent maker, just as they were, he stayed and they worked together. Every Sabbath, he reasoned in the synagogue, trying to persuade Jews and Greeks. When Silas and Timothy came from Macedonia, Paul devoted himself entirely to preaching and testifying to the Jews that Jesus was the Messiah. But when they opposed Paul and became abusive again, another season that he wasn't looking for, he shook out his clothes in protest and said to them, uh, your blood will be on your own heads. I'm innocent of it. From now on, I'm going to go to the Gentiles. Then Paul left the synagogue and went next door. I love this. He's like, he didn't even go like to the next town. He's like, oh, fine. You don't want me preaching here? I'm not going far. I'm just going to go next door. Uh, to your leader. Right? Uh, no, right. So, right. In, in the house. So, listen to this. This is, I love that, D. Crispus, the synagogue leader, and his entire family believed in the Lord. So, after Paul leaves the synagogue, his, his testimony didn't leave. Um, and just because you are repositioned from one place to another place doesn't mean the testimony that you've sown there isn't valid any longer. Mm. God may actually, listen, God may actually need you to be repositioned into a different place mm. for the, so, the seeds that you've sown faithfully to be released and grown in someone else. Yeah. The Bible says that, uh, that, that the whole household there believed. They were baptized. And the Lord said to Paul one night in a vision, do not be afraid. Go on speaking. Don't be silent, for I'm with you, and no one will attack you to harm you, for I have many people in this city. And he stayed a year and a half teaching the word of God among them. Come on. So, um, Kay knows that for like maybe five weeks, yeah. I have been just set up. <laughs> um, I, I don't even honestly know why it struck me so much, but verse 10 is kind of just where I've been camped out for weeks and weeks yeah. and weeks and um kyle's going to really be the one that carries the the heart of uh teaching today but um i really felt impressed to kind of expand on an analogy yeah. that god has been speaking to me about um through real life which is where god often connects with us um as far as the remnant the concept of remnant is concerned if you look back a few weeks ago um, and actually years yeah. now, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. It's, a, it's a reoccurring yep. theme that I truly believe the Spirit of God wants us to truly take a hold of and take so seriously and treat as so holy and desire to be counted into the remnant and not just saved. So like yes, check correct. mark, I'm going go to spend eternity with God, but to truly be count, counted as the remnant here. And it's that holy remaining few. Yes. That's what that yes. really truly means. And just by definition, it's not the majority. It's not the majority That's of right. people That's even right. that will call themselves Christians or call themselves saved. When you look that word up in the Greek, it really is those who have been deemed the people of the Lord. Absolutely. Not like the ones who wear the name, but people who have been called the people of the Lord. And I just make that delineation because sometimes uh, we want to classify ourselves as something that God might be like, we need to work on a few things <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> before you, know. you just walk around yeah. carrying my name yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. vocally and, and verbally. So um, I want to talk about, because we hear that a lot, and I think that um, I carry a woe to us sense um, about that word, be about the word of 
remnant because I feel that sometimes we might be too quick to assume that God would certainly count us in not realizing that we contribute to be counted in yes. um, to that holy remaining few. And it's been a part of my every single day prayer life right now and communication with God. Like, God, am I, am I brave enough? Am I brave enough to withstand what is to come no matter what? Am I courageous enough to not just stand but to lead the way no matter what. They love their lives even unto to death. death. Yeah. That's the thing that people always forget about. They, yeah. and, you know, Revelation and they, 12, 11, yeah. Yeah, and they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and their word of the testimony, but I always talk to the church guys about, and they love not themselves, and they love not their lives even unto death. That, for some reason, we only ever yeah. quote two-thirds of that verse, and it's so important. So I told you that the saga of um, re-finishing the floor in the other room. So we have part two now. Um, and so remember I told you that like the only way I could figure out to do it is we put like our furniture on one side of the room, then we went, we, we yeah. rented the equipment and I refinished all of the half of the room. And now we moved all of the furniture and everything over, which is super fun. Um, <laughs> and there's absolutely no sawdust involved in None. this whole thing. No. And then we do everything over and then I had the other side of the floor and that's um, what I had to tackle. And so, uh, if you know anything about sanding, and if not, I'm your gal. Um, I can now uh, have a different profession um, <laughs> because this is how much I've spent time Truth. with hardwood floors. Uh, but you know, when you're when you're sanding something, you can't just start at it like 120 or 220 grit, which is like something that makes something really smooth. You have to get to like a, I started with a 36 grit, yeah. you know. And you have this machine that is like stronger than God. Oh yeah, it tears it up. <laughs> and, it, and it tears it up, but you have to go with the grain, you have to go against the grain, you go in a diagonal, you go in the other diagonal. And on that 36 grain, you have to get all the way to the bare wood. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Like you can't get almost there because then whatever you put onto the wood, it won't take. So I spent hours, right, doing yeah. 36, yes. then 60, then 80, then 100. I got it all the way up to 100. I got to the end of the day and the sun is just setting and I step back from my work and I look at it and I'm like, something's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I'm like, tell me I'm not seeing what I'm seeing. And what, you know, when you're in the minutiae, you can't always see it. But when I stepped back, I realized like this wood is not the same color as the wood on, in the same room on the other side. It's too red. It's too red. And I was like, I rented this piece of equipment for 24 hours. It has to go back. In the morning, I spent all of this time and did yep. all of this work, and I did what I was supposed to do, yep. and I walked slow, and I walked in all directions, and I took the time, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, huh, what do you think? One. What? You hit me. <laughs> <laughs> One. Okay, game on. Come on, it's all now, baby. Come on. Good. So you know, you we're going to have a montage <laughs> next week of just, like, how many times it's happened. Oh, you want to count? <laughs> you started the count. <laughs> I was following my leader's you, lead. That's what I'm you, saying. You're, first of all, that's switch. Second of all, have you been waiting this whole time and not like hearing a word I said? No, I've been listening. Because I kind of feel like... I can do both. Uh, I can count to one and listen. <laughs> Two may be a problem. <laughs> Two is my issue. I, yeah. What was, all right. Uh, yeah. So I was like, babe, what do you think? And being the supportive husband that he is, like that, um, he was like... Yeah, it's good. And I'm like, no, it's, it's wrong. It's really wrong. So I went to sleep and I was like, it's going to be fine in the morning. And I woke up and I looked at it and I was like, 
it's not okay. And I had a decision to make. Yeah. Lord, I know that what's involved means I have to start all, all over. over again. <laughs> and the reason that I'm talking to you about this is that a lot of times this is what's involved with being counted as the remnant. You feel like God has gone over something with you. Yep. You feel like, but I, you know, like I walked through that. Like I took the time. I let yeah. you talk yeah, to yeah, me yeah, about so this. Right. You know, I felt as exposed as you can get. I felt so raw. I felt like we were at that ground zero, God. And uh, what I realized is that I had to make a decision. Like if I'm willing to do this again, because I knew that I was not quite at bare wood. And I knew that because I'd done this before. Yes. If anybody had just walked in, they'd be like, oh no, it's definitely a bare wood. But when you know what has what, like, right. what God has done with you before, you yep. sometimes know, I'm not all the way there yet. That's right. And the beautiful thing about the analogy of that is that when I started and I was like, I cannot believe I am putting a 30, a 36 piece of grit again. paper on this stupid drum sander again. But you know what? It didn't take anywhere near as long as the first time. Yeah. And very soon I started to see the difference. And I, I just want to say to you, church, that sometimes it's not that you haven't talked to God about something or that he hasn't talked to you about something. Sometimes he needs to go over it again. Yeah. And I think yes. the most dangerous thing for us is to think that, well, I already walked through that. I went through that. You know, my heart was already broken. I already had that injury or that yeah. sickness. Or I already had to overcome that trauma. Or I already went through that one bankruptcy. And we think that because we've gone through it and we may have prayed or sought God about something, that it's ready to absorb everything that God would place on it to look new. And the, case, the truth is, church, is that anything that we don't get all, let God get all the way to the very bare wood on, it's just something that's been refreshed. Yes. It's just something that's been fluffed. So, and, and don't take this the wrong way, but hear what I'm truly trying to say. A saved life and salvation, a saved life is most definitely a refreshed life. Yes. But, but. a renovated life is a remnant life. And we, and you know, when you're house hunting, yes. you know, it's beautiful to walk in and see a nice color paint on the wall or whatever, but a lot of times you're looking at systems. You know, is the plumbing old? Right, is the right. electricity old? Right, is the roof, this, has the, this yeah. been redone? Yeah. Has that been redone? Because you're looking for health in this house. And I think that that's what God is saying. Yeah, you could slap on some paint and you can say, I did that before God. And we already talked about that. And I already went through that yep. sickness, went through that injury, went through that bankruptcy, went through that job loss, went through that family breakdown before. But God might be like, yeah, we, you went through it, but I need to get deeper into it with you. It won't take as long as the painful yes. time that you might be connecting it to, but we have to get to that raw space so that when I add to you, you can absorb who I am and you can be truly counted as one of those few remaining holy people. Yeah, D, you know, um, I was just thinking about my own life when you were just saying that because there are times that God, like in my search for value and self-worth, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to building church, right? And, yeah. and, and needing, feeling the need to build church because that's where value comes for pastors so often, mm. is that, oh, I've dealt with it. You know, I, yes. I, you know I, I've gone through that. And, and here's the truth. The truth is, just like those wooden floors, they did go through a, yes. a, a, a process of cleansing before and resealing. Yes. And the, that was good for a while. Yes. But this is but Very just good. walking on those floors, the natural part of life, the being scuffed, being, you know, having people on you, movement, move, yeah. and, and, movement <laughs> and time. It just sometimes needs to be 
and taken down to another level. Yeah, and I know for me in this moment, in this moment, really good, yeah. you know, it's not that I haven't, I, I didn't wait 52 years to grow in Jesus. It's right. been a, a growing process, but this process is mm -hmm. just another process of really getting down another to a, another another layer mm -hmm. of self, another layer. And and that's okay. And the, the reason why we can rejoice in those moments, even though they're painful, is because as Romans 5, 3 says, they're, they're, it's producing character. And, and that character produces hope. Again, not hope for something, hope in someone. Oh. My, the hope is that my God sees a different layer Mm -hmm. Even if I don't see it, right? Mm -hmm. He sees the need for a different life, even if I don't see it, and 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 it's going to be for my good. So and we're like, and it produces character because you're naming, you're quoting scripture, and when you're going through something, your ultimate goal often is not to like create better character. No, it's to get out of the circumstance. It's to get out. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But it's like the 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 character creates a brave person, 100%. a courageous person, a purged person, a purified person, someone who can be entrusted with the name of God in their mouth. Yeah. So yes, the correct. character does matter beyond just getting out of it, but that's usually what we're trying Pain's to do. Pain's a purifier. Uh, if, it if, can be. It can be, mm -hmm. right? So, and, and, and I think that's where, you know, I want to just hop in just a little bit, and so we can see this in this text even at a deeper level, multiple levels, but I want to take a look, instead of at Paul, at, at Priscilla and Aquila, um, because yeah. uh, in the midst of this moment, it's, I think it's easy to see ourselves in them. They're displaced right mm -hmm. they're maybe doing the same business that they used to do but in a very different way uh they they're they're in the same empire right yeah but but living in a very different kind of uh manner um and and i think come on they, they had to be shocked when they left rome yeah just because just because it's the when the when the word you have to remember human beings Yes. Make up the Bible. Correct, exactly right. <laughs> okay? Correct. So it's like they just didn't. Oh, we just guess we're just gonna live here now. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, oh, it, this is such a great it thing. It takes a toll yes. on who you are. Like right now, what y'all are going through, what we're going through, it takes a toll Correct. on your mental well-being, on your emotional well-being, on your physical well-being, on your financial well-being. Correct. It takes a toll, and just so we have to make sure that when we read the Word, that we're seeing these are real people. Correct. They've been uprooted, yep. but yep. we can be encouraged by them because they're real people. People, not robots exactly that's yeah. what I'm saying like and and what we're gonna see is these guys become really essential parts of the remnant yes. right so what we're seeing is how do we how can we find ourselves in this in in stuff we're going through just like them um, you know yeah. they must have felt like it was unjust and unfair what was yes. going on in their life right now now all of that and yet it was in the repositioning that God actually created in them who mm -hmm. they he, he was trying to create them to be yes. not to do to be um, and that's why I think the thing I want to really encourage us in this season of life is to learn how to occupy our repositioning mm -hmm. we need to learn how to occupy our repositioning not talk about it not complain about it not just recognize we've been yeah. repositioned but actually occupy the purpose behind the repositioning mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you know church just like and uh, we're in a season just like uh, Aquila and Priscilla where we're being repositioned and, and maybe some of it is to reposition us away from danger because I don't, you know, none of us know the danger that our lives could have been in by continuing to go down whatever road we were in. But I think very often God is repositioning us not out of, not because of danger, but because of deficit. Um, he's not trying to get, get us out of something. He's mm -hmm. trying to bring us into something and help create in us uh, more of who he's created us to be, to trust him more.
to trust him more, to trust his will over our will, to learn how to mm. pray and talk to him at a deeper level, to fall more deeply inside of Jesus, mm. the love of Jesus. So it, are there obstacles he needs to remove from around us, even though that's painful and, off, and often very... Um, it's so funny because we're talking about this like in front of people right uh-huh. now, right? And we're talking about it and it can sound very, not ethereal, but whatever that word is that I'm trying to think of. Like, esoteric. Esoteric. But, you know, us sitting the other night talking about this for two hours about us this, oh. in our real lives, like... This is our real this, life. This is real life, what you're talking about. You know, it's like it's hundred percent talk about it, but it's hard to live it. A hundred percent. I think that's why, like, when I read this, I've been reading this text all week because it actually encourages me. It reminds me, I think, that God repositions us uh, not to deplete us. And yes. I had to be reminded of that. It's not to yes. take things away to deplete us. It's actually to create in us uh, areas that have been depleted already. Yeah. Right, so he's going to make them. They're going to reach more people than they've ever reached before. Right. We're reaching more people. I, I I want to be in a church building, but we are reaching more <laughs> people now than we've ever reached before. Um, you know, he he the, he's. They're going places they've never been. Mm-hmm. They're going to go on missionary journeys with Paul. They're going to be a found a foundation to this. Yes, to us. <laughs> to this amazing church, to you and I through history. Yeah. They're going to go back to Rome and and have a church and lead a church in their own house. But 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 they. There's a they had to occupy the repositioning, mm-hmm. not just live in Corinth, but allow yes. the purpose of why right. God brought them to Corinth to right. live in them. And you yes. mentioned it early, you know, um, you mm-hmm. talked about how God uh, brings about this remnant, and and in, in, in Zechariah thirteen nine it says that uh, God is a refining fire to His remnant. Mm. That there's a third of everyone that he that, that that He's going to bring through this refining fire, and it, it, it's. It, Zechariah is prophesying as a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I will let you know you're going to yeah. go through the fire. It's yeah. a really good thing because God's trying to make you a remnant. And we're going, I'm not sure I want that. But 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 when you understand a refiner's fire, you understand that this the, the, the iron rod had to be moved into the fire mm. before it could become steel. Coal has to be moved into pressure before it could become a diamond. And, and, and God usually, those mechanisms of movement are usually people or pressure. Re, the the the, mecha, the the mechanism of repositioning and the re- mechanism of refining are usually the same people mm. and pressure god causes people and pressure to come into our life in order to help refine us and and that's why i you know in this i'm trying to continue to speak into my own life to be encouraged because i'm, I'm i have to remind myself when i occupy what god's trying to get me to occupy it replenishes me it builds mm-hmm. me. Um, and, and, and 2 Corinthians 4.17 says, when I go through these momentary trials, momentary, yeah. although they feel like a long time, yeah. momentary trials, it builds inside of me a far surpassing weight of glory. A weight of glory. Mm-hmm. There's, that God's trying to create a weight in you and I. Um, through the pressure, through the people, through the repositioning, this weight of glory. Uh, and, and, and I don't think, Dean, you and I have talked about this a lot. I don't always think that we're going to see all the weight of glory that he's trying to produce in us on this side of the Never. veil. No. Right? And no no one. No, exactly. No one sees all of the weight of glory on this side of the veil. But I do believe what, da- what, what David prophesies in Psalm 27, 13, that I would lose hope if yes. I didn't see goodness. the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Yeah. So there is. It, when I reposition this, it not only creates in me, uh, it creates in us this this weight for glory beyond the moment, but it creates in me uh, a, a, a positioning for God to move in this mm-hmm. in this place as well. I think the danger in these moments, and you and I have talked about this a lot, 
is that we spend more time and I've spent a lot of time in my own mind, right? Now I'm not, I'm not Facebooking it, social media, I'm not talking to friends about it. in my mind, mourning what I think I lost, what I perceived I've lost really good. rather than occupying really good. what God has brought me here to occupy. Really good. It's easy to mourn what we have perceived we're lost in this time, especially if you've lost a graduation, you've yes. lost a the opportunity to have a big wedding. You've all lost the opportunity to go to prom. You've yeah. lost the opportunity to stay in a job you've yeah, loved. Absolutely. You've lost the opportunity to, to, to stay dating during this. You've lost so much. Yeah. And we, we, we become like Samuel in 1 Samuel 16, where God has to show up. God, the angel of the Lord has to roll up and go, why are you yeah. still mourning Saul? Yeah, how, why are, how long will you mourn Saul when I have a, an anointing on your life to go anoint David? What he's saying is this, why are you so connected to what you think you perceive that you've lost when I'm trying to bring you into a greater kingdom? I'm trying to bring you into the line of the Messiah. Where the Messiah is going to come from, that's where I'm trying. You're trying to mourn what you perceive that I've taken from you when what I'm trying to bring you into is greater than you can ever even imagine in your life. Mm. See, my friends, I think that times we're mourning what we should be occupying. See, like Samuel D, this is what God continues to say to me, like Samuel you and I are carrying an anointing for this season that Amen. we're meant to use in this season Amen. to release yes, something in this season. You, I'm going to say it again. Yes, you, you and are. I are carrying an anointing, whether it be a worship anointing, whether it be a, a, a prophetic anointing, whether it be a generous prosperity and uh, prosperous anointing, whether it be uh, an encouragement anointing. Man, I have been, there have been men and women who are such encouragers who you'll never know what you've done by sending just notes of encouragement, exhortation. Sure. Man, you have an anointing in your life in this season season like Samuel that God is saying why are you mourning what you think you perceive to lose I'm trying to release a greater return in the lives of people I look when we mourn uh, when we're mourning what we what we perceive we've lost rather than using the anointing that God's given us uh, to use there will be people who stay shepherds come on when God has called them to be kings there will, be, there will be nations and generations that will stay mm -hmm. oppressed, that God has ordained to be set free, but the anointing rests in the ones who have been mourning rather than the ones who have been moving yeah. and occupying the moment. Hear that, church. Hear that. that sometimes I, I feel like there's people right now that are not connecting to the fact that there's an anointing for your life. Mm. Not over your life, but like for you, for your life that there's an anointing for you to walk in so that when you walk into a room, when you walk into people's lives, when you walk into a situation, God has given you the ability to hold his glory. Yes. And so then you're going to be a carrier of that glory, of that wisdom, of that supernatural insight, of his presence inside of that situation. It's not just people that are in ministry. Correct. As you might be defining that. Um, that carry anointing, you are called to occupy your anointing and your anointing is needed where you are. And I just pray that you recognize that that desire sometimes to feel loved and seen and special. It's there probably a million times yes. more than you identified it up until now because you don't need someone else to see you. You have been seen. Amen. So You've been called what, what, and anointed, the Bible and says. And anointed, yes. like you have truly been anointed. And I just pray that the that it becomes tangible to the church because you have to carry that with great care. That's what the remnant does. Absolutely they carry right. it with great care. And it's, and it's a portion that God will distribute to you that he will not distribute to me. 
I won't Correct. know it. I won't know what it feels like to have those, this just something come out of my mouth and come out of my spirit and come out of my heart for the people that are in your life because he won't give it to me. He'll give it to you and it'll come and it'll be not just anointed but supernaturally inspired. It's not just from people who carry some title or yes. carry some mantle. It, it, and it's, I feel one thing. No, 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 go. You're good. I even see certain people's faces in front of me. Like, God, I just want to pray. God, there are certain people that are watching right now, God, that uh, they occupy certain positions and certain careers, but that is just the means to an end for them to occupy their calling as yes, an evangelist. Yes, yes. So, God, I pray that for the, for the men and the women that are watching this, that that just want to be brave enough to open their mouths. I pray, God, that you would come with a supernatural infilling of bravery so that they can be the mouthpieces of your name. God, I pray that there would be evangelists that carry that mantle into mm, their lives, yes. that it would be through the means of their career, but that they would start to see that their careers is just a means to your end, God, mm. that you would quicken mm. conversations, that you would quicken words, that you would release their tongue, that you would stir their minds, that they would know the word, that they would know it inside of themselves, God, and inside of their minds for a quick recall. And God, I just pray for opportunity in these next coming weeks, not just to even plant your word, Father, but to bring people into your kingdom. Yes, Amen. yes, yes, yes. We're believing for increased anointing in Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. Father, revelation yes. of the anointing that they have, Father. I pray yes. that you open the eyes of their heart that they may understand the great power, the acousia, the yes. authority that you've had in them in Jesus, Lord God. And even if at times, Lord, this is not uh, uh, missing the fact that things have gone, but Father, we want to mm. step into the glory that you have for people now in Jesus' name. I pray a release on parents' life that yes. today, Lord God, the they may see what was lost in their children's uh, a, a, a school year, but they may see the anointing yes. that you've called to bring into their lives to release something yes. new in Jesus' new. name. Something we new. Something new, a new anointing right now, right now in yes. Jesus' name. My friends, look, the enemy wants to us to yes. believe that if we, lo if, 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 if we lose our established positions, then, 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 then we have forfeited our core purpose. So he's like, man, if I can get them out of Rome, they will forget. They will, they will be worrying about Rome, thinking yes. about Rome, missing yes. Rome. That's they will think that they don't have the same purpose. That they're just going to have to go. See, uh, you're going to lose Rome, so you're going to be a refugee. No, no, yes. I'm going to lose Rome, and I'm going to be a church planner. See, see, we have to see what God has repositioned us into and occupy that bad boy. The enemy's always going to try to get us to believe that when we find, lose our position, we lose our purpose. Uh, and some of us have lost jobs, and we believe that. Some of us lost relationships, and we believe that. Some of us have lost marriages, and we believe that, yeah. that in the midst of that, we now we, we see that our purpose isn't, oh, I guess God can't use me to do what he had always called me to do. Gideon believed that lie. Judges 6, the Bible says, oh, by the way, he was in Orphra. Orphra means the place of the deer mm. and he was a deer mm. caught in the headlights <laughs> he was in the wine press when the enemy was stealing his harvest he was hiding away listen to me he was just trying to get by my friends we are not in a getting by moment in history yes. we are in an occupying the season retaking the harvest yes. becoming who God has called us to be in the season right now it's an right. occupying moment I know for me I've been forced to ask myself D you know this I've been forced constantly ask myself who am I who am I without a church service to run who am I without a campus 
uh, yeah. campuses to oversee? Who am I am without teams to lead and, and meetings yeah. to have? Who am I? Yeah. Who am I? Why is this, this, I know, I know I have to do this, but this is less than. Mm -hmm. And the enemy said, we just got to get by. We got to get through. Yes. Just get through Hold the on. season. Right. Hold on. You get, you'll get through the season. Right. Let me take this harvest. Let me take this harvest. You'll get through it. You'll get through it. it, it it's hard. It's difficult. No, 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 no. I need to learn. We need to learn to occupy who we are called to be no matter where God calls us to be. It. Let me say it again. We are called to be. We need to learn to occupy who we've been called to be no matter where God calls us to be. It. My friend, our friend Carl Lentz always says, occupy all streets. And I love that. And I want us to add to that, occupy all streets while you're occupying all seasons. Occupy the season. I, I was told you this week about a um, something I read, the story in Brisbane, Australia, where this 1973 kind of Ford Falcon GT uh, that they used for like the, that was the model car they used for all the Mad Max movies, and um, it got sold in auction for two hundred and fifteen thousand dollars, two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and and it for thirty years it had sat in a shed by the side of the road by some chicken wire, like just hanging straw and dust over it. And for 30 years, it sat behind chicken wire. No, no one even knew. And, and when the owner died, the family was clearing out of stuff, so went, to, went to sell it, and they found out it was worth 215 grand. That's, kind of, that's the kind of thing I want to stumble into, right? Oh, yeah, that's awesome. But what I love, Dee, is that it maintained its worth regardless of the position it found itself. Mm. It didn't retain its purpose. Come on, the owner did not retain right. its purpose. But, but it retained its worth. Excellent. You and I have retained our worth no matter where we are positioned today. The reality of this moment is that the exile moment didn't make them weaker. It made them stronger. And we, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to press this for a second because we, we need to wind this up. But, but it didn't make them weaker. It made them stronger because they occupied the purpose of it. God added to their strength. Did you read the Bible? Mm -hmm. It says God added to their strength because he brought Paul into their life. Oh, and just perchance, Paul did the mm -hmm. same thing that they did. And now, they, they not only, they, even though they left one thing, their business, their life, their spirit, their calling got stronger. It didn't get weaker because they, God has a Paul moment for you in this season. God has Paul in the, to add to you in this season. Paul is a picture of the apostolic presence of God. The apostolic presence, in, uh, the, uh, the apostle is always about birthing and growing new things. God has a new thing to do inside of you. There's a birthing. There's an apostolic presence that needs to happen and you and I have to be willing to occupy mm. that moment. We can't allow that moment to slip by. That, 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 that that, that means we got to steward the seeds that God is bringing into our life right now, the seeds of God. You know that parable of the sower of the seed where there's four soils? There's the good soil that's been tilled and weeded, and the seed finds good heart inside of it, good soil. Then there's the rocky soil that that, that, that doesn't plow deep, deep. It's, hard, it's, it's shallow mm -hmm. and has lots of obstacles. Then there's the, the thorny soil, and that's on yeah. the, usually on the edges of the, the field, and it allows the weeds to come in. It's half in, half out. Come on, somebody. It's unweeded. It allows the weeds to choke out the seed. Then there's the trampled ground. That's, that's, that's the path that's been trampled over by the feet of people so often. And I think at times 
we can find ourselves half in, half out, trampled by the hurt of people, kind of leaving lots of obstacles in, not going very deep with God. We have to steward the soil of our heart right now. We can't allow the weeds to stay, the rocks to stay. We can't allow the trampling that's been done to us over and over again to keep us from being willing to receive the seed, the seed, the apostolic thing that God's trying to birth inside of us right now. Well, I, I, yeah, I, we need to go. Yeah, so actually, can I pray? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. God, I know that you translate not just your words to people's hearts right now, but you translate healing. Because everything that we're talking about today, it's, it's often connected to uh, either it's disappointment or or possible future disappointment or um, mm. something that we look at as unknown. And, and God, I pray that people would not be intimidated by what they think would be a healing process yes. uh, and let yep. that shut them down from yep. being healed, God, because sometimes you just need one more pass over something. Sometimes you just need a little bit more time to get a little bit deeper inside of us so that we can be in a position to absorb all of you and it does mean your truth but it also does mean your your blessing and whatever that looks like father intimacy with you and god i pray that as as i often carry the weight of praying for people's taste buds to yes. change i pray god that people who are engaged this morning with the word that their taste buds would begin begin to shift that they would begin to hunger and thirst for righteousness sake god that they would um when they hear us talking about becoming brave and courageous and occupying their anointing mm -hmm. and seeing their life different other than just mourning it right now and I pray, God, that it would stir in them a desire yes. to rise, that they would want to be counted not just as someone who is saved, but someone who is counted in that remnant, who would be strong and courageous till the very end, yes. leading others, yes. because there is an anointing that rests upon them, Father. And right now, God, there are people that are engaged with us this morning that don't yet know you. And Father, we want to give them opportunity to know you this morning. God, they don't need all of the answers. They just need to understand that you are the answer, that you are the Savior that they have been yes. needing in the yes. very depth of them, God. So, okay, you want to pray? In that yeah, absolutely. Look, if you, if, you, uh, if you want to just receive Jesus today, you want to step into that. You want to occupy this moment of your life uh, for the purpose of it, which is to have a relationship with Jesus at a deeper level than you've ever had before. Yes. Whether it's the first time or you just find yourself uh, with uh, on the outside of the field, ready to step in. This is your moment. Yes. The Bible simply says, if you call out to him, he'll respond right now. So can we call out to God together? Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus here I am today. Here I am today. I've come to give you my whole life. I've come to give you my whole life. Everything I am. Everything I am. Everything I have. Everything I have. Everything I ever will be. Everything I ever will be. I am willingly surrendering to you. I am willingly surrendering to you. I'm asking you, Jesus. I'm asking you, Jesus. To be the Lord and Savior 
Savior of my life. To be the Lord and Savior of my life. To forgive me of all my sins. To forgive me of all my sins. To fill me with your Holy Spirit. To fill me with your Holy Spirit. And from this day forward. And from this day forward. I choose. I choose. To live a life. To live a life. To give a glory uh, that, that glorifies you. That glorifies you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. 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 And if this is the first time that you've prayed that and you want to understand a little bit more, like, so what does that mean for me? And what does my life look like now? And what would be my next step? We have a free book that we'd love to send your way. It's called The Surprise of Your Life. If you would send your name and your mailing address to the email that's provided on the platform uh, that you're watching right now, we will get this book sent out to you for free. Yeah, and guys, look, we want to continue to to encourage you to give. Yeah. To continue to push in with worship and give. Your giving makes a difference. It, it does. It truly makes a difference. It it, it helps us. Uh, uh, bring relief to people. It helps us to, to lead yes. people. It helps us to create environments where people can find connection with Jesus, connection with community, and connection with hope. And so uh, please go to the link tree, link there. You can find yeah. a way to link, uh, to, to give. Uh, don't push it, put it off. Uh, yeah. Do it now. I want to speak this one thing Amen. over someone today that I, I firmly believe um, that, I, I, the, that the kingdom of God uh, heals what, uh, what the dominion of the enemy tries to break. Claudius tried to break these guys, but God healed. Mm. The kingdom heals. You may have gone through stuff right now. You may have been going through stuff. You may have seen the enemy uh, 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 cause you to be repositioned in lots of areas. But my king and his kingdom heals what the enemy's dominion tries to break. Psalm 30 verse 1 says this. You lift me up, God. You do not let your enemies Mm. gloat over me. I cried out and you healed me. My God is faithful. He's a faithful giver to you. Yes. Yeah. So church, um, we just pray that today, you know, it was a, it was a mix of teaching (laughs) you, talking with you, but also ministering life to you and the spirit of God. And I just pray that you spend some time going over this message again. Um, I even go over what we went over on Sunday night. So that I can yep. absorb it as a disciple. So really make your understanding of carrying the anointing of God a priority. It's like how we are learning, you know, to make our, how, our, how, so our mental like how health. They, how do they do that? To, to make their to make it a priority. Yeah. I think that it, it matters what you invest inside your spirit. So it's like, what are you feeding on right now? And that's why I'm saying, like, just having an hour in church, it'll never be enough. It'll never be enough to feed your spirit and your spirit matters. It needs to be fed and deposited into. And that's why I would like take what we teach on Sundays and break it down and go into it and read over it and talk to Jesus about it and ask the spirit of God to show you some things. Be a part. We, Kyle does a chat room on Tuesday nights at 7 PM. That's what that, that's why we do it. So you can invest in your spirit. That's investing in your spiritual health and it's vital church. So we just want to encourage you to, these are the days and this is how you become brave. This is how you become more courageous. And this is how you know what you need to know in the days that are to come. 
So we are looking forward to kids that are yes. coming at, two, at, at 12, 12 o'clock. But if you can remember, church, that it's really such a big help if you go on to um, the Connect Church YouTube channel and hit subscribe. It will really help us get towards that goal of streaming at a better capacity. And again, remember to give through our link tree. And, so, I, know, and I know, men, you're going to yes. click out of here right now. You're going to go to link tree. You're going to yes. give. You're, and, and you're going to sign up for uh, Men's Bible Study yes. Forged. It's going to be awesome. Uh, get involved in it now. And thank you for everyone who served both times this week times. at our TKC run. Thank Over you so 1, much. Over 1,200 meals went out the door. 1,200 meals went beautiful, out the door. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank yeah. you to the Kingdom Crumb and to AO1 Foundation. We love you, church. Yep. And we will see you soon. Love Have a you guys. Sunday. We miss